Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Awakening Her podcast. I'm really excited that you're here today. My love, you are in for a treat. Today I'm sitting down with Shana and Shana is a naturopathic doctor. She's a mind-body coach as well as a spiritual mentor. There are so many gold nuggets in this episode that you're going to want to write down, maybe even listen to it twice. She offers so many beautiful insights and today we're talking a lot about the soul's purpose the soul's essence and why we are here. So I can't wait for you to hear her break down, you know, the difference between the essence and the purpose, how to uncover this for yourself and really sink into why you are here as a unique soul. So I know you're going to get a lot out of this. I will, of course, put all her links in the show notes so you can link up with Shana and learn more from her. So without further ado, let's welcome her onto the show. Hey Seeker, welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition and play in the quantum. We are now besties. Let's do this. Hello, Shana. Welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I'm so excited you're here today. Thank you for having me. It's really wonderful to be here. Yeah, I can tell already. We've just had a few minutes of chatting, but I can just feel our um, like-mindedness and how this episode is really going to serve a lot of people. I can really feel that. So thank you so much for being here. Could you um, just start by telling us a little bit about um, who you are and and what you do? Sure, with pleasure. So my name is Shana Merrill, and I have been on a journey for my life up until this point of actualizing, realizing what I'm supposed to be doing here. And what that has taken to me to now is that I am a healer, a naturopath, and a guide for people where I'm bridging body, mind, and soul. And so, in short, that's in addition to being a mother of two beautiful children, a wife, um, but this is the work that I feel that I've been put on this earth to do. And um, I help people in a lot of different ways, as I said, body, mind, soul. So there's many things contained in that. and. I could, just to give you a little bit of background, um, first of all, I do have a specific focus with some of my clients on relationship with food and using that as the doorway for people reconnecting with themselves. So that's a, a big focus of the work I'm doing with a lot of my clients in recent years. 
And my journey was very much tied in with that eating disorder things and, and physical health issues. So it was actually through those eating issues and health issues um, that I went through a healing process, became a yoga teacher, a, a meditation teacher, and then went on to study many healing modalities. So at first I really in the beginning, focused a lot on physical healing with people. However, very quickly, I saw how much I was only scratching the surface of what was possible. And so, and I saw how much the emotional realm and spiritual was so tied in to the physical dis-ease symptoms that people were having. And one of the one of the realizations I had as learning as I was learning all these different methods was that anything that we see in the physical show up as let's say a dis-ease symptom, it's all happening on every level. It's not only happening on physical. So if there's a block physically, there's usually a block also somewhere else in the system. And then interestingly, like learning a system of self-healing that I eventually came to, it took me quite a while where we really broke through to very high levels of physical healing as well. Um, So seeing that just how interconnected everything is. And that when we learn actually a principle of healing physically, it actually does apply emotionally um, and spiritually. So this is sort of a little bit about my journey. I won't go on too much. I hope that's enough for now. (laughs) I mean, I could sit and just listen because you're just so, that's so interesting. And I, I love the way in which you describe that and how they're all interconnected. And I think a lot of us don't realize that we are taught to compartmentalize it, right? I have back pain, I have migraines, and it's not to do with my internal wounds or my sense of lack or my feeling of not enoughness. It's like you get a pill for this and a pill for that, and they're very separate. And we're not taught the energetics of that. And I, that's something that really changed a lot for me physically and emotionally. Emotionally, it was Louise Hay and it was the whole, you know, physical symptom is manifesting from an emotional energetic source. And that she, it just was so mind blowing. And in my own journey with my back pain, it opened up something where I started talking to my back. I started acknowledging it and asking it what it needed. And there was so much that came out of that. It's just kind of a side note, but I, I love that your work is so focused on bringing all of those together. And a side note, I don't know if you know this, probably not. I as well had an eating disorder and it was what sent me to my ultimate healing. It was the rock bottom that sent me to intuition, which cracked open the spiritual development that had been going on, but wasn't being embodied because I was just so um, disordered, right? So I had that as well that sent me to the light. I became a nutrition consultant, started helping other people that had um, eating disorders and women that were wanting to lose weight, but really you know, hated themselves, their bodies, really helping that. Um, But me too. I was like, there's so much more than smoothie recipes. This isn't what's going to heal you. Like quinoa is amazing. And yeah, it's 
80% of my diet, but no, just kidding. But you know, it's not what's going to heal you. And I, I as well broke into the deeper stuff, the energy, the mindset, really bringing it all together. That's really, really neat. Um, so I'd like to ask you about, cause how, when we first started speaking, we had connected around soul's purpose. And I think this is just such a, an interesting topic to talk about because people all have different perspectives and different gifts when it comes to helping others understand purpose. So I'd love to just hear you riff on what our soul's purpose means and, you know, how, how we discover it and, and all of that. Okay. I get to riff. It's fun. <laughs> That's my West Coast in me talking. <laughs> just riff a little bit about it. <laughs> so let's see, where do we begin? So why are we here? You know, that's sort of a big question that I, I get the feeling anyone listening to this and anyone attracted to you has probably been asking that, you know, asks themselves and we never really stop asking ourselves, and we shouldn't stop asking ourselves. Um, but that question really opens the door to understanding what's really going on here. And when we, most of us don't really have this beginning of an awakening, right? Someone I learned from calls it like this point in the heart that begins to awaken, to awaken to the fact that there's something else going on here. Mm. So what's going on here is not something that we can understand with our mind. So I just want to say that. And I hope as you listen to me, like you could sort of just zoom out a little bit, relax your body and just see what it stirs up in a deeper part of you. Um, because we're talking about learning to perceive something, the soul, we'll call it the soul. There's other names. How do we learn to perceive something that is our essence um, and yet it's being covered over by this physical world. So this is why we're here. We've come, this is my belief. And of course, you've, many of you probably have heard other people talk about this using other language. So just, but one way to say it is that we have come to this physical world in order to understand that there's something beyond what we can see that is existing, that it wants to become embodied in this world. This is the world, this is the soul, this, and then we've got a individual aspect of it. That's our soul. Then we have a more universal aspect so you probably may may have done things that make you more feeling connected to yourself or feel more connected to this just higher intelligence this unifying force that's out there that just when you're feeling aligned with it you just feel this deep sense of peace come over you 
and everything feels okay. All the confusion just feels okay all of a sudden, right? So we're here to realize this. And the thing is, it's all set up in this way where there's all these blocks that are preventing us from feeling the soul, sensing the soul. And actually these blocks are, are, it's a, it's sort of this higher plan that needs to be in place in order so that we can come to realize it. Because if we came and we were born, just our soul was, you know, radiating and totally revealed, we actually wouldn't feel it. Yeah. We wouldn't have anywhere to expand to. Yeah, we wouldn't have anywhere to expand to. And we have to be conscious. The only way to be conscious of something is to choose it. Mm. So in order to fully be conscious of our soul and our soul's power and then bring it into this world, we have to go through getting blocked and then breaking through the blocks so that we can own it. We can see it from, this is a dual dualistic world. The soul is not dualistic, but in order for us to be able to own it, we actually have to experience the exact opposite of the soul, which is our physical existence and maybe I don't want to go on too much so we can stop it. And then if you want me to expound more on this, I will. But basically there is this aspect of our physical existence that can be called the animal soul. We have this animal soul, which is our desires and we can liken it to our ego. And then we have the higher soul. So that's the journey. The journey is from is about aligning this animal soul that's here in the body and making it in service of our our higher soul, our essence. Mm. So when you say animal soul, do you mean how we say ego? Or are you saying they're similar? Or is that when people say my ego and you call it like, I feel like it's almost more like primitive, the primitive human animalistic part of us. Is that what you mean? The ego is part of the, yeah, animal soul and survival, all the survival instincts are tied into the animal soul and are coming from ego. I mean, we think about ego, the, the number one, goal of the ego is for it to preserve itself in all ways, physically, emotionally, you know, it cannot feel diminished emotionally in any way. It cannot feel threatened emotionally in any way besides for physically, like all that being in danger, but it applies emotionally. So yeah, that's all part of the animal. There's just this lower part of us. And then I think the reason, I mean, these are teachings that I've learned. I think the reason why it's called the animal soul, it's not just like animal. Like there's, we have the word soul there. So there's, there is something um, that in its essence is in its 
its essence is of like this divine nature and it's just, it, it needs to be raised up. Mm. It needs to be channeled um, because there's actually a lot of really important information that we need from this ego part of us. Mm -hmm. So basically all of this is the way I see it and the way I work with my clients is we're just learning how our mind works, how our soul works, how all these things fit together. It's becoming a master of, of all parts of ourself and healing the disconnection mm-hmm. that usually is why things are not working, working and flowing together. I absolutely love that. And it resonates so deeply. Um, There are oftentimes I hear people talking about what we would say soul's purpose, and it doesn't resonate because I've always felt, you know, what I say is like, we're here to self-express. We're here to be love. We're here to move into that. I like to say like fully expressed version of myself, because I feel like that's the me. That's the creative, the intuitive, also the solid got my shit together, you know, like the, the really making the most of this life self, but we are blocked. And part of our purpose is to overcome those things and learn learn those things that the lack of self-esteem or the unworthiness or whatever, heal those things because who we become in that process is what we came here to be. And that's kind of the way I think about it. And it sounds like what you're saying is very similar. It's like, we really did come here to overcome these things because in these things we experience these blocks, as you say, or the resistance, um, we don't experience that without a reason, without a contrast of without a possibility of not. It's, a, it's funny because it sounds funny, but if we didn't experience low self-esteem, we couldn't have experienced the confidence that makes you glow from the inside, the worthiness that comes no matter what you're doing or not doing. We couldn't have experienced that without the low self-esteem. Yeah, it's just eventually we come to see that everything that we're given is coming to us from, first of all, a source of infinite love that only wants good for us and is giving us exactly these, what we need to make um, us into who our highest, highest potential. Yeah. And it's just so beautiful. Like I was just working with somebody yesterday who's, they're in their sixties and they finally like wanted to deal with something that they've been dealing with for decades and finally coming to this place of like seeing that it, it had to be that way. Like exactly. is just, we've probably had those moments. Like all of us have those little moments, you know, and it's just, those are precious moments mm-hmm. of knowing and tr- it's like this, it's trust is a, you know, trust. What does trust mean? I mean, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. But, yeah. But our soul is, you know, where we can tap into trust. So it's related to this podcast. Yeah, for sure. I hear you with that. I too have a client that I see, I just see her once a month now, but it's been for years. We just love to connect and she's in her seventies and she originally came healing an eating disorder that she had struggled with her entire life tied into her mom and this and that. And 
to see her become free from this thing she had struggled with with for so long is so exciting. And part of that for me isn't the good work I'm doing. It's like they're choosing to finally open up to something greater, to finally let the love in. And it's like, ooh, I just, it's so exciting to be a part of that. I think of that now when clients come to me, I'm like, ooh, someone ready to realize who they truly are, to realize their potential. I just love it. There's, it's just so exciting because it is that tapping into why you're here. So cool. So I'd love to hear too, you talk about spiritual essence and you kind of sounds like you use them a little bit hand in hand. So what's the spiritual essence compared to the soul's purpose? Are they the same thing? Are they slightly different? We did the essence already, right? Now we're doing the purpose. Okay. Or did we already do the purpose? Well, I don't know. You tell me. (laughs) So (laughs) the soul was coming here to express itself to. Okay. So that's, that's sort of a purpose in a way. Right. But okay. I'll, I'll try to maybe break it down into both so we can get a little bit more clear about what's the difference. Mm -hmm. Um, So we more talked about the soul's essence Mm. of which there are no words for, but let's say that it is who we are beyond our physical body. And it is holding incredible light. We could just say that, right? And then it's our journey. I mean, everyone's soul essence obviously is unique. Um, but it's through that soul essence that we can experience our inner wisdom, our inner guidance, and and this higher that comes from this universal guidance that's built into the fabric of reality. Mm. So that's our soul's essence if you're asking me in this moment, okay? (laughs) And then our soul's purpose, well, we do each have something very more specific, like that's sort of a general purpose for everybody. Mm -hmm. But then we all have a specific purpose, which really is not sometimes like that can feel like a lot of pressure for for people, you know, like I have to figure out what my purpose is and I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with my life, you know, that whole thing. So it's important to get out of that. I mean, because it's so different for everybody, you know, some, for some people really may be more connected to, to, what their career is and for others not. Um, but for example, for some, it's about their mother, motherhood and others, just other relationships and just coming to embody certain qualities in this world. Like each soul is more dominant in certain qualities. And so coming to express those. So What I'm saying is it's individual and different for every person. And through this journey of learning how to live 
bring into our everyday life this spiritual awareness. Mm. This is possible. It is possible to live every day having this awareness of our soul and to allow ourselves to be guided or keep returning to that guidance, keep using, you know, we've learned to be always pulled outward and we have to learn how to be directed inward and let that direct us. So that process will take each person to realizing what their individual purpose is. And there's so much around that, you know, so much healing around stepping into that because we resist it usually in so many ways. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I remember when I first heard, I think it was in Marianne Williamson's book, Return to Love. And she said, it was like the big quote. And it was like, we, I'm going to butcher it, but we are, we're more afraid of our light than we are of our darkness. It said like, you know, our darkness is not what we fear most. It's our light or something. And I rejected that. Yeah. I rejected that at first. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I want the greatness. I want the light. It's my darkness I'm scared of. And then as I've, you know, 10 years forward in the future, I'm like, oh yeah, I definitely get it. Um, Shying away from our, where we shine and thinking we should be doing a whole bunch of other things or thinking there's no value in what comes easily to me or what I enjoy doing or, you know, staying small in some other way. Um, So if somebody is hearing you and going, wow, that's amazing. How do they start to get the clues as to how to live? What I want to say is like in alignment with our essence, start, like you said, letting your soul be there with you in the day and start guiding you in your life. Um, How do they start to do that? So let me share with you. Yeah, there's many ways. So let me share with you one or two ways um, or tips, let's say. Let let me start with a tip. (laughs) Tip number one is we tend to have this false construct about perfection and thinking that this this is about being perfect. (laughs) So tip number one, this is not about being perfect. In fact, this is about being imperfect. Like we really have to embrace that we are meant to be imperfect. Because if we keep trying to feel like we're supposed to be perfect, that's going to block. That's one of the biggest blocks that I come across with people and in myself. So it's just this constant surrendering to what is, which is usually seeming imperfect. You know, it's usually seeming lacking in some way. But when we can flip this to actually not feeling like it's lacking and to just embracing the imperfection. So we're going to be able to get in much, much easier. We've gotten rid of a huge block. Mm. It's like the, the power of the present moment and not fighting 
what is embracing what is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it down to the, you know, all the nuances of how we're feeling or, you know, if we're, maybe we're resisting like something out there that we don't want to be that way. Mm-hmm. But a huge thing for me in my journey was like, well, what if we, we, I think almost everybody has to live feeling like they're a victim to their emotions in order to finally, and this is back to like what we said originally, like if you didn't live feeling like a victim to your emotions, you would not be able to make that leap and transformation to living free and empowered where you're not so what does that look like what does that mean is that um in order to be more of a master over how we feel we can't resist what's coming up that that you know that the initial knee-jerk thing is like no I don't want to feel this way Mm -hmm. you know or I want to push down this fear but and, and it's such a interesting process because like, we also can't get stuck. Some people get stuck, like, you know, they want to learn how to be more connected to their emotions, but then a person can really get stuck there. So then you have these other people who are like very naturally emotional and it's just never being able to, they're really in touch. They know how they feel. Um, and And then it's like, no, don't tell me that I need to feel a different way. You know, so it's just this process of, like you're saying, like full acceptance and surrender and presence with what is on every level down to the most subtle level. Mm. Um, So that was the tip that went into that little riff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then the other piece I was going to say, which is, connected and probably just like the next natural place. So uh, the work that I do with a lot of people, which I mean, I'm sure you do this. Any healer knows about like, we have to feel our body. And this is just something that is so necessary for so many reasons. Like, both getting us out of our mind, being able to clear blocks. We can't skip over our body, you know, Mm. even though we don't want to feel it, you know, which goes to what we just said. So basically just like a very simple, a simple practice is returning to being in our body and feeling in our body. And it could just be, scanning the body or when there's something specific going on, like really paying attention to the body. And then on a more subtle level, which this is, I'm sure your area and you could say a lot more, but with intuition, it's all about, it's not like out here, you know, like it's all about just deeply sharpening this feeling sense. Um, and I mean, and, and that's feel as we sharpen that sense is us getting in touch with our inner guidance. So same thing. It's the same thing as the, you know, the intuition thing that you're doing. It's really the same thing. Mm-hmm. 
That's really, I love that because those are such tangible things. Everyone of course wants the tangible, but they're also the answer to everything, like slowing down a little bit, um, embracing what is tuning into your body. Like it's like that process of becoming the witness instead of being in the chaos, you start to be able to sort of pop out of it a little bit and just be in what is instead of reacting to what is. And that's, it's a, that's the perfect answer that makes sense. And I know there's many other ways, but just as such a powerful yet simple place is, yeah, it's like, you gotta tune in. Like you said, with the intuition, I tell people it's always there. It's like a radio dial that is always playing music, but you have to tune into 99.3 or whatever to hear it. And I'm hearing that in what you're saying is the soul is always constantly, of course, there, but also communicating, feeding back, giving feedback, guiding. So when we get still through presence and feeling and being there, then it gets easier to hear it. Right. That's what I'm understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that you said um, about the present, something that just came up, like about being in the now or just in this present moment. Um, Something happened. I was at a personal development course. Now it was like seven or eight years ago, but I don't even remember how it was presented, but the idea of when I have a problem, I say that in quotes, right? I'm stressed about money or the way my child is acting. I think she shouldn't have that tone or whatever in the moment. I have this problem. I always like to think, what, who would I be or how would I be reacting if this wasn't a problem? It's almost like, what if this just wasn't a problem? Something about that was so powerful for me. And there's moments when say it is something like my kids and I'm like, oh, her attitude. And then I'll think like, what if that's not a problem? And I'm like, oh, right. She's 10 and she's finding herself and she's developing. And she like, what if it's just not a problem? And something that you said just kind of sparked in that, like just being with the moment and being with it and not thinking it's a problem. It's actually a gift. There's something in here for your advancement. It's just so, so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something I was talking about recently that is just like really, I love, and I feel is so powerful for people is just this whole idea of holding space, mm. which is another way to say what we've been saying, like that literally like our soul holds space for us mm. <laughs> and for those lower parts that just really, that's all that the lower parts really need mm. that maybe it didn't get, you know? Um, so I just wanted to add that in because I think that we we have to just learn a whole new way of being basically mm. you know none of us most of us did not learn any of this but i really do believe that there is we are spiritually evolving and things are changing and so we're just all here doing our part and on this journey but um for me it's it, it's a big breakthrough for me and other people that i work with when i teach them how they can hold space for themselves. Mm. I mean, that's why in healing, it's so powerful to work with somebody because someone's holding space for you to heal. I mean, as a healer, it's like, that's like half of it, if not more, you know, 
we just want someone to just hold some space for us. If you know what I mean, maybe. Oh, for sure. hundred percent, hundred percent. And I say that to clients when they're like, thank you. And thank you. And I'm like, yeah, some of the tips and tricks or processes I gave you are very valuable, but this was just about the space, holding the space for you to be able to shine and evolve and be brave enough and know you're worth it and all that stuff. Like what an honor that is. It's, it's incredible. Um, okay. Like soul is your soul holding space Mm. for the rest of you. Yeah. I love when you said our soul is always holding space for us. I also heard, so we need to hold space for our soul, which is what you're saying. It's like, yeah, you can flip it. It's like you have to create space for you, and your space, your 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 soul is holding that space for the humanness of you to be contained in or to be in. Exactly. It's when it's not contained that, mm. or um, we can just consciously sort of bring light onto these different parts of ourselves. Like we have this part of ourselves that needs to feel safe and needs to feel like we have everything figured out. Mm. And the only way to remedy that, because it's never getting remedied, like we're never figuring it all out, right? So can we, it's just like what you said, what if, what if it's not a problem? Like that the soul knows actually that it's not meant to be figured out. You know, it's okay to just be in unknown. Mm. And that when we can clear all that resistance to being in unknown, we actually tend to get a lot more information, you know, that we didn't realize. So, Mm. so yeah. That's, I love the way that you're describing that. That's just so easy to, for me, it feels so easy. It just like integrates. It just feels so so right. So, okay. And I know that you get these questions all the time. So for the person that's going like, okay, this is all very like conceptual and like holding space for our soul and your soul's trying to talk to you. I'd love to hear some examples. I mean, my audience, they mix the physical with the spiritual. So they're all good to hear these huge things, but I'd love to hear you describe if someone was to ask, like, how does your soul communicate with you? Like, how if we're okay we're holding space and we're learning to like be with this moment so what am I looking for what am I waiting for kind of thing holding space for what how do I know how is it communicating with me yeah well these are all the secrets that I don't tell anybody no (laughs) but but actually the, the reason I wanted to say that is because it is a secret in the sense that I could sort of answer your question. Like the way I would answer your question is very just simple. And it's, it's through an experience that like the, the secret aspect of this is revealed. It's not something that can, like the experience of one's soul is not something I could tell people like in words, some people would, it would resonate because it was resonating with a deeper part of themselves. So they'd be like, yeah, I know what you're saying. Mm. But other people would just be like, well, yeah, I mean, okay, what do you mean? Like, it just doesn't resonate. That's all. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I'm not their teacher. Like, I mean, I'm not 
it's not judgment on someone where it doesn't resonate. So I just want to say that mm-hmm. um, because it's so important. And with so many of the spiritual spiritual teachers that I've learned with, it's like, there's always all this like preparation, mm-hmm. you know, you can't just like learn some deeply profound spiritual thing without all this preparation, because mm-hmm. if you try you're not going to actually give it like the respect and honor and, and weight importance. Like the mind won't be open to really see what's there when we just say this very simple thing. I hope this is making sense. Totally. Definitely. We're only available to take so much truth in depending on where our growth is. We're only available to like accept the gifts that we're able to even process. So you know, if it, you could read a spiritual book 10 years ago and it lands completely different than now and it'll land completely different than 20 years in the future. So I hear you that there needs to be a certain amount of space container, like process, um, work done within to be able to be available for a huge answer or a simple answer like that to land. Is that what you mean? But, okay, but so, okay, that being said, I'll just say like that what it could look like what I'm doing sometimes with my clients and you already told me when we spoke that you do this with your clients is just helping them through different meditation techniques to just get into a different state. We could call it alpha waves, theta waves, people call it different things if we want to say physiologically what's happening in the brain. But basically when we get out of that lower state, the state where we're totally identified with our thoughts, where we are, we think that we are our thoughts or our emotions. So that is what you and I help people do. They, they literally travel, you know, to a different state where they're no longer identified with those things. And whether they know it or not, they're all of a sudden now in this soul space. Mm. And so once you're, so it's just about learning how to get to the soul space. That's really the key when you can. So if I, if I'm doing it with my clients, but my goal is not for them to need me to get them there. So eventually they can get there on their own just by, practicing the skills and the techniques that I'm teaching them. Once they're there, it's sort of like, like an artist, you know, that does, but meaning anything can happen, you know, any wild receiving of information or going through something to realize something. I mean, um, um, but just a very simple, this was why I wanted to give the whole preface. We could just, once we get there, so simple, just ask the question. Mm-hmm. That's it. Once you're there where all these things aren't blocking you and you just ask, we, we're normally just, we're not asking for what we want, what we need, if we, and the more specific we can be in the asking of like, whatever it is, just, or maybe we just want some guidance and we just ask for some guidance. Like, please just send me 
some guidance about what do I need to learn in this situation? I mean, that's just one example. So that's just um, one way it could be done. Mm -hmm. After we get to that other state, which then more and more can become a state that we're accessing all the time. Was that practical enough? Yeah, no, that's great. I I love, um, I love hearing. I think it's everything that you say, it just hits home. It just resonates. And it's that simple truth of it's not a fancy 12 step process. It's about doing the work to be able to connect. And once you are able to connect, not like it's like this one time you're plugged in, but once you practice that connection, then you can just ask, then you can just have those needs met and have that connection made is kind of what I hear. But it's again, it's that journey of getting there, getting, lowering the resistance. So I'm curious what you'd, what you'd say about, um, the, you're the one who would know more about this. So I'm just trying to like, I'll just say it and you can just see if you understand what I mean. Like it happens with a lot of these words, right? We're trying to put energy into words. Um, so you're, what about your skills, your talents, your interests? How does that relate to your soul's journey? And is, are you being nudged through your passions, your talents, the things that you love to do? And how does that interact with like why your soul's here and how it can express itself? Absolutely. Um, when we're trying to connect, yeah, to our our purpose, it's usually like right here. Like all the information is here. Like whatever's natural, whatever we the things that we gravitate to, the things that feel totally natural and easy to me. Um. So. Meaning if I've picked things up along the way, I, there's no reason to, we don't want to disconnect. We want to be in a place of connection. We want to feel that everything that we've picked up on the way is part of this soul journey. And even the things that we hate that we did or that we wish never happened, you know, so even those skills, like you were more talking about professional skills, right? So. Yeah. Well, I was thinking like, um, like people that are really just naturally great artists and sort of what I, my sort of theory or energy around it in the moment is like when someone's really good at something or they just love math or they just have such a passion for like animal rights or women's rights or whatever. I feel like that's clues to not necessarily like what you're meant to do. Like it's one thing, but ways in which that you can help humanity ways in which that you can serve. So someone creating art to me, I look at it almost like it hurts my heart if they're not if they haven't allowed like, all I want to do is paint but I gotta go to school I gotta be a lawyer it's almost like oh it's so crunchy inside it's almost just this thing of like your passions your talents what you're interested in it's okay to lean into that I, I I've oh it's always seemed to me like those are pathways to your soul or what your soul is trying to tell you it doesn't mean if you're an excellent piano player that you have to teach piano, but when you're at the piano, when you're losing yourself in the music, you're connected in that moment to your essence. So that's kind of what I meant is like, do you believe that those things that we are naturally drawn to are sort of a portal for the soul to express itself? Yeah. 
Oh, 100%. Yeah, there's not much to say about it. It's clear um, if someone's passionate, then this is part of their soul's mission. And I mean, the work for them might be to realize because again, yeah, we have so many different ways that we're meant to heal and evolve. So like we have our mission, right? And then we also just have our level of refinement, like spiritual awareness, sensitivity. So you were mentioning like that someone who's really passionate about this is thinking, well, why isn't everybody really passionate about this? So that in itself is like a separate um, piece of the soul healing to be able to see how they fit in to the whole and that everybody doesn't, there's nothing wrong with somebody else who's not passionate, but yeah, it's, it's not their part of their soul journey. Mm -hmm. Um, but for sure what you're saying about leaning in frequently when somebody that I see is just having a really hard time, it's because they're not leaning in. Mm. Uh, and sometimes it's just like right in front of us, but you know, we're afraid or, and it doesn't mean we, we need to develop our, like I personally was always drawn into healing from the beginning, but then I've been developing my skills for over 20 years and I'm in a completely different place, you know, now that I was then. So it's like, but we get these like seeds planted and then we have to water those seeds. Um, but yeah, there'll be this resonance with something. And actually one technique that can be super helpful for people for their healing is when they find those things that are so natural to them, they can use that feeling of like being aligned, being in their soul energy where they're just doing something that's flowing. And then we work to transfer that to a different area that does not feel flowing, that feels stuck, their soul can feel like free in that moment too. But for some reason, their soul is feeling like stuck and there's these blocks. So literally though, I do, I have come to see that there's so much about, like if we now put aside this whole thing about the purpose, that's, that is more tied to the identity and in a way to the ego and it, then ties into the self-worth and everything. So it's, it, it's two different areas of working, but um, we can learn from these areas where we're like sent here to really, to be a channel for others, let's say, to spread this light in this area. Like we need to use that to open us in these other areas where our soul can shine as well, you know, but we don't think it's our area or whatever, but it's not true. Like we really can shine and be like just open in, in all these areas that we feel blocked. It's really, it's, it's inevitable. It's going to happen mm. just a matter of time. Mm. I love that. 
So what do you think is the biggest difference when you see clients or people or for yourself when we go, like, what are people like? I know this is very general, but generally, what are people like when they're disconnected from their soul, when they're not taking at that time? And maybe even, I just want to say, because a lot of people are on um, journeys of soul growth. So I believe some people aren't here to be in touch with their soul in this lifetime. So kind of not those people, but more of the people that are the seekers that are, they know they're stepping into something big, but they don't, they're just not taking that time. They haven't maybe come across this information yet. They don't know. So what's that like? And then also what happens as you start to tune in more, like, what do you see in people that change or the change that's happened in yourself? Mm-hmm. So For the first scenario, and it's a great question because it helps us just to gain awareness of, you know, what we might be experiencing that could be a block that we don't realize it. I mean, the biggest thing when I'm teaching people about blocks is just that we don't know that they're there, right? Mm -hmm. So some signs is, is... How are you feeling (laughs) on a day-to-day basis? Are you feeling how, like how you want to (laughs) feel? If you could feel how you want to feel, or are you not feeling how you want to feel? I mean, it's Mm -hmm. sort of very simple and basic, Mm -hmm. but, um, when we're not feeling how we want to feel, this is a sign that we have work to do, basically. So that's sort of just at a general level. And then it comes along with all sorts of, I'm going to just call it like dis-ease symptoms, which are not only the physical symptoms, but they are the physical symptoms. I mean, physical symptoms come from obstructions and so do emotional symptoms. And so it's spiritual symptoms. So when the energy is blocked spiritually or emotionally, then that might give us a physical symptom. Like it all like actually can go anywhere. Like, or that might give us a emotional symptom. Like for example, with the eating disorders, like that is a a dis-ease symptom on the emotional and also frequently on the spiritual level. So we... I would say now, like second answer, taking it this other way is we need to look at symptoms. Like we have to start focusing in to see symptoms that we didn't realize were symptoms. So yeah, how we feel, how's our energy, like all this physical stuff, um, is our health vibrant or not? these things can change. And I mean, your audience, I don't need to say this, but like for many people, there's not even the belief that these things can change, you know? So we may need to start there. So really examining your beliefs around healing and and change. So that's another place like examining your beliefs around Are you open to change? Do you believe change is possible physically? Do you feel like physically you can get vibrant as you age? Mm. Do you feel like physically you can heal as you age? That's not what we're programmed, you know, to believe, but it's, it's, 
it's in us. And um, also, this is a tangent, but I think this is really powerful that, as I said, any principle on one level applies to all, right? So one of the beautiful examples of this is for physical healing. If we start there and we look at the fact that the power to heal physically is innate within us, that we are created with that force. But the reason why most of the time we are ill or we don't heal is because that healing force is blocked. So how do we heal? We're usually looking for something to heal us, right? Um, but it's just, we have to understand that if we get this block out of the way, this is the part, we get this block out of the way, there's nothing else we need to do. I mean, okay, a little bit of just learning some basic principles of how the body works that somehow most of us didn't learn, but just, it happens. That's the, this is the mind blowing thing is it's built into us. It's built into the soul, which means it's built into the physical. It happens on its own. And that this also applies emotionally and spiritually, that we can do the same thing that by getting something out of the way, for the most part, it just happens because it's like a program that's already there. So now I even forgot like what I was starting to talk about, but. Oh, that's amazing. I get really excited about that. Yeah. Thank you. I love hearing being in your excitement. It's amazing. Um, there's so many things from that I want to say, but um, okay, reel it in. Um, it's incredible that I hear you saying like, as people align with that natural, with that soul, it's a, a natural healing ability. Like, I love that feeling because I truly believe that. I truly believe that we naturally want to be restored and whole and give ourselves enough space and nourishment in whatever way it will reorganize to heal itself. That's what we're programmed to do. And I love that coming, you're a naturopathic doctor. So you know, hearing you speak about that as well is so empowering and so amazing. Um, and I found that there's been a lot of things in my life, more like mental, like, um, or emotional, like responses to trauma and stuff that as I healed myself, I didn't even have to go to work on that phobia or that trauma. It just dissolved. And there's been so many times I feel like I got to fix this and I got to fix this. And I got, you know, like your money and your body and you're happy. It's all separate, but then you do this work and so many things come together that naturally just heal, whether it's physical or emotional. You know, I have clients just say like, I didn't try to stop my anxiety. I just did this work. And now I haven't had a panic attack in six months or something. And it's like, because things just will naturally heal. I love the fact that you said that. Do you see as a doctor, the physical, I don't know how much you bring in the spiritual aspect or how much you know of your clients, your patients, spiritual health, but I could imagine the body changes when we start connecting with our soul. Have you experienced that in, in any of your clients and whether it's, you know, the, men, the spiritual mentorship or the, the doctor aspect of you, <laughs> do you ever experience that? Definitely. 
And it, it dep- it's usually just based on the person's like degree of openness, readiness. Like you're saying, we're all at different places and we're not all meant to spend this lifetime dealing with all this spiritual, but for those who are open, then the body changes. I've seen it happen um, many times. Mm, I've and seen- I, sometimes, I mean, also in myself, like working on an issue and having something physical begin to release. Mm-hmm. It's, it's magical. It's just really, the thing is our minds, like you said, our mind separates it, but it's not separate. So, which is why, yeah, it could pop up, you know, on what we perceive as this other level or this other level. And it doesn't seem like there's any reason to it, you know, logic, but that's because we're not seeing what's really there. It's just all part of the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we resist it too. I mean, I know a lot of my back issues stem from feelings of feeling unsupported, feelings of feeling alone and this stuff from a child. And I heard that stuff through Louise Hay and different, it would come to me, but it was so much easier to try to find the next chiropractor that was going to help my back than it was to address the mom issues, the worth issues, the whatever issues. Right. But I knew deep down, I was like, Oh, my back is tight. And this was like 10 years ago, but I was still in suffering mode. I wasn't totally open. But again, as I do this healing, it's like, Oh, also the right practitioners or supplements or whatever, just come my way. With when I'm not trying to fix it, I'm just working on me. I'm just evolving as a human. So I love that you say that you see the body change. I've even seen people, not my clients that I've noticed, but people online um, where their eye colors changed through like a spiritual experience. Sometimes it's plant medicine or some sort of deep up leveling and their eye color will dramatically change. That mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Okay. So um, before we wrap up, I'd love to ask you a little bit. We didn't talk about this beforehand, so I hope I don't throw, I'm not throwing it at you, but in, in regards to manifestation and when someone wants to create something, so some people, you know, we're all spiritual and all this stuff, but we also want, you know, the career that's fulfilling or the dream house in the forest or um, the Jeep or the soulmate or whatever. We have people, you know, really trying to call in specific things. How does this soul alignment piece come into being able to manifest things? And how do we kind of bridge that gap and bring it from the soul level into the 3D, into the real life? Great question. Love it. So a couple things. Let me start by saying that, okay, I talked about how the soul, in a way, the body is like opposite of the soul. But in another sense, the point is to bring the soul to have the body be this vessel for the soul by getting this, these lower parts to become more transparent and be in service of the soul. So first of all, that in itself is something to look at and examine because what I found is that there's actually, there are a lot, 
a number of spiritual paths out there that sort of try to disconnect from the physical, which then is not that we can't really get into manifestation when we're trying to disconnect from the physical. So I feel like it's important to just make this distinction because otherwise like we might be sort of just hitting up against this brick wall, especially if we're following some tradition where it's like the ultimate is to, you know, not want anything in this world and nothing, you know, and just be able to leave your body in these meditations, right? So all of that, a lot of paths of meditation are about just leaving the body, leaving the world and becoming detached from physicality. So it's important. What I've learned is that if we're coming into the realm of manifestation, we're making a decision spiritually. And in my mind, I'm just not about judgment, but it's hard for me to, I do feel that it's a higher path because it's actually a harder path because it's actually easier to just detach from physicality if we want to be very spiritual, right? Not have these desires, not engage. Okay, so fine. A lot, there are many people who are amazing people, spiritual beings who go that way. Okay, but if we want to talk about manifestation, we're making a choice to not go that way. So if that might resonate with some people who have experiences learning from different you know, paths, there are other like very spiritual traditions that are not like that. So these teachings come from these other traditions, which is everything we've said, like the reason we're here, why would we be here if the point is to detach from everything, right? Mm -hmm. So that's for me, my soul resonates, you know, that, and, and, and to, but to a degree, I think we also have to, Many of us do have to see that to some degree, like our soul, like wants to not deal with all this here. Mm. That's helpful because that can also be healed. Like some, some, many of us have this thing, you know who you are, you know, if when I'm saying this, where there is this feeling of like not fully choosing to be here. Because we're so spiritual sometimes, you know, and we don't want to deal. And okay, so that is a big work that I think is one of the foundational works of manifestation, like fully choosing to be here. And then. So next, I'll talk about desire. If we can, like, say we're going to choose this. We're going to use this. We're going to spiritualize the physical. Then, and be embodied. Our soul is going to be embodied in this world. That means that we can all of a sudden, yes, like manifesting is, I believe, is all about like spirituality. Other people might say something different. And anyway, this is, it's just semantics and language. So it doesn't really matter. But, um, so desire is one of 
the basic components of manifesting, which I'm sure you know. Um, and you teach people. And desire is straight from the soul. Our desire is straight from our soul. So if that's where the manifesting starts, once we've like chosen to be here, we're not resisting and we're doing it. Okay, what do I want? And of course, like the more we learn these tools of asking that question from outside of our small self, we're going to be able to manifest much greater things than this, than what the small self wants, you know, but we could do it on a small level. And sometimes this power actually can get like misused, you know, that's another topic, but um, you probably know about that being the field that you're in, but okay. So what do I want? But we have to learn how to relate differently to our desires because what's usually happening is the desire triggers a thought about the lack. And then all of a sudden I'm lacking and we've totally pulled ourselves out of being able to manifest when we're in lack. So it's, we have to retrain how we're relating to the desire. And so that's where, when we see the desires coming from the soul, then what we can learn to do is, un, well, we can understand that we are meant, we are like beings of desire. This is like who we are. This is what pushes creation forward and causes the manifestation to happen. And so we like, we have to embrace our desiring. Okay. There's actually like this teaching that, you know, the creator wants us to want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have to embrace that. We can't, because we, many people are fighting it because if, if I want something, it means I don't have it. Mm -hmm. How can that be? But actually, you know, so we're doing all this like mental transformation where no, like I want something because that's how I'm created to be. And I can be in the want in a whole different way. Mm. Mm. And so much of the pain just falls away when we're just in the want, just stay in the want. I like, I'm, I'm keep telling people to like, you have to just keep like dropping, you know, popping the bubbles that are starting to float up from the want. But if you, this is a practice that you can do just like a meditation, just, Focus on the want, only the want. And like your breath, you know, where you keep coming back to your breath in a meditation, just keep coming back to the want. Any thoughts, like all, everything that's triggering, just keep coming back to the want. So I hope I answered your question. Mm -hmm. There's probably, I could keep going on about it, but basically with manifesting, if we change our relationship to desire, see desire as really like, it's straight from the soul. It's, it's straight from how we're wired. Like, just like we're wired with the self-healing mechanism, we're wired to want. And so we, we can use that. We can harness that power it can be so powerful. <clears throat> so then it's just learning 
to <clears throat> harness it and use it the way it's meant to be used. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that you say that the desire comes from the soul. <laughs> I feel like that gives people the permission to want, like you're saying. And I see that with so many people, like, I don't really want much or, oh, just, you know, a couple, a thousand dollars more a month. I'm like, but what do you really want? Well, I really want to be where like I can buy my kids this and I can send them to good lessons and we can take a trip. Like that's actually the type of money I want. It's like, you can have that, right? Like not just you can, as if it's possible, meaning like you're allowed, you're worthy of that, just the desire. Right. And that is something that so many people are like, what do you talk about? What are you talking about? You know, like I know I want money, but then you dig into it and you realize that they have been rejecting their desires because it's, you know, these really long stem you know, maybe multi-lifetime generational beliefs of, you know, rich people are this, or it's not spiritual to want success or, you know, how can I be humble, but also want to be on a stage teaching people like they, they're, they're conflicted with what they desire because it has a bad meaning inside in sub subconscious way, usually. Right. Um, but I love hearing that, that your desires are from your soul. I have always believe that whatever it is that you want, it means it's meant for you. That's why no two people want the same home, partner, body, you know, whatever it is externally, it's meant for you. So I love that. I I feel that in what you're saying. Well, thank you so much for sharing everything. It feels like you're the type of person that for days, I'm going to be like, oh, I should have asked her about this. Oh, I should have asked her about this because your skills and your experience and what you've learned from your teachers and the way that you teach in all different ways. Like there's so many amazing things that we could be talking about. So I can't wait. I feel like a part two needs to happen of this. <laughs> and we'll talk about something else that is going to blow everyone away. This is so very helpful. And I really do appreciate that. And is there any last words for the listeners about getting in touch and really feeling into developing that sense of their essence, their purpose, their mission, like kind of all of it? Is there any last things that you want to say? I will just say that doubt is the enemy. (laughs) And again, we're talking about something we can't see. And the lower soul is like, has this adversarial force that wants to think that it's just all about only what I could see and only the physical, you know? So we have to really be on the lookout for doubt And no, like we have to train ourselves because usually we don't get this training and then we could get pulled like for, you know, into a literally like into a pit Mm -hmm. from like one doubt really dragged down. So we want to be on the lookout and know that, like you said, anything's possible. And there's so much going on like way beyond what we could imagine is going on and even when we get to like the truth and some of these like with our intuition even then it's like one little sliver of the whole truth so even then it's like we have to keep opening and opening all the time or at least knowing like releasing what we come to know, if we want to keep expanding, 
we have to every moment let go of like what we came to. So mm. now I'm on that. And I said about the doubt. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> so I think that's yeah, that's so right. And that's also something we all have. And I love how you kind of keep saying like, we're programmed for that. So it doesn't mean you're wrong. It doesn't mean you're spiritually hopeless. It's like, that is the work. That's the work that all of us are doing. Those peaceful gurus you see, or the people that look like they've, you know, spiritually, they've really evolved. It's like, they're still dealing with this too. The doubt of what is possible. And I just love that you say that as a last word, because it is so true. So true. Well, thanks again so much. And if anyone, I mean, we're, I'm going to have people that are going to want to reach out to you, work with you. How can we find you? Where, where's the best place to find you and what, what kind of things do you offer? So the best place is just to go to my website, which is inner wellsprings with an S at the end.com inner wellsprings.com. And There you can either join a free Facebook group that I have that's all around this piece of healing our food issues from the root, you know, it's called spiritual weight loss, but it's not really about weight loss. It's about healing the root issues. And then I deal in that group. We talk a bit about physical healing as well. And then through that website, you can also just make a time to speak with me, like a free introductory call. If you're feeling like you may want me to help you, then you're welcome to do that through the website and just get in touch. Yeah, I'm just would love to hear from any any of you. So you're welcome. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you. I'll put everything, all the links in the show notes for everyone. Thank you so much for the work you're doing, the multifaceted work that you do for being a seeker to your core and for sharing your light with us. You're welcome. And you as well, just you should keep increasingly be expanding and just, you know, spreading that light wider, farther, and feeling this guidance and this healing in your life more and more. Hey love, I hope today's episode resonated deep with you. If you loved what you heard today, let me know on Facebook or Instagram at Talia Joy Manifestation. I love seeing the screenshots of you guys listening to the show as well as your big takeaways. For real, come hang out. I am so excited to expand my tribe and connect with you always. So until the next episode, sending you so much love and light. You are rocking it. You're exactly what the world needs. Oh,